This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Welcome to the Liberator Podcast. This is Jeremy Kubitschek, as always, with Steve Cockrum. Steve, in the house from London. You're back from Spain. I am. Yes, you? yes, um, yes. I've, I've been on a I've been on a series of courses over the last week in La Manga, Spain. Yes, studying hard. And, and what kind of courses would these be? These, um, these courses you speak well, of? Well, one was called the North Course, one was called the South Course, one was called the West Course. Yes, yes, yes. And for those who <laughs> aren't, don't speak golf language, then that would be... With, you'd have a stick in your hand, right? Yeah, yeah. Whenever you go to a course, you always go prepared with the equipment and utensils <laughs> you need to maximize the learning opportunity, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> now, I... I for the for Americans, they probably wouldn't get this as much because I think the Brits do a far better job than us. You you went on your fiftieth birthday um, trip. Well, was that before this was? It, it's the start of my fiftieth birthday celebration uh, festivities <laughs> on the on the grounds that my my birthday is actually it's October. Yeah. It's it's kind of my. It's October two thousand nineteen. When is your birthday? My birthday is February the fourteenth, two thousand twenty, but. <laughs> so if you think October, November, December, January, February, so that's about six months leading, just to give you a chance to make sure yes. you've got enough presents for me, and then a six-month <laughs> runway out the other side, so that basically by the time we get to September next year, my birthday will be officially finished. So anyway. That, that is amazing. Yeah, it's it's just a different way of living that most Americans literally are do a paltry job at. They just are horrible at celebrating. Uh, <laughs> well, I learned from, I learned from the best. If you think that basically, <laughs> um, I think Helen and I came away from the Cancun marriage retreat we did, determined that we were going to make our twenty fifth wedding anniversary a year of celebration. And one of the things we did, we went to New York. And we had five, we celebrated something every month for a whole year, and actually found um, it was a really great discipline because neither of us were good celebrators for different reasons. Pioneers celebrate a win and then they want the next hill. Nurturers feel guilty celebrating anything indulgent in themselves. So we we kind of I've applied that principle to my fiftieth birthday in a relatively selfish way. But um, I've got all kinds of things planned between now and February. And I'll work on things beyond that as I get a bit closer. So thank you for asking. I'm touched by your compassion. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was funny. No, it's great. It's it's hilarious. Uh, I have been, just side note, I have been uh, seeing the world. Uh, there's a song by Johnny Cash that uh, I've been to, and he lists all the cities. I won't attempt to sing that. <laughs> but uh, I have, uh, have been traveling quite a bit. So um, if any of you live in these cities of... San Diego, Santa Barbara, Marina del Rey, LA, Orange County, Silicon Valley, San Jose, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, um, Atlanta. Um, then I might have seen you there. Salt Lake City. I may, may have seen you in those places, but it's been an unbelievably fun two and a half week, three week tour of the 100X uh, book. So it's just continued to be fired up. Uh, all of our listeners, thank you guys for just being. Uh, friends and fans and and just uh doing the work of 100x and doing the work of liberation and it really does work it's just a fun way of living and i've just had some some great stories uh i know you and i both have had and, and steve is not just been playing golf the whole time you've been killing it in lots of different things so uh, anyway, i like to, i like fun. to um, say i've adapted myself to the agile digital world where you get measured on productivity not time served so i'm gradually trying to live into my pure blood digital ecosystem that's that's my uh, 
justification for most things. Agile seems to be a great justification of we're going to do things last minute and adapt and flex as we encounter new experiences. <laughs> so personally, I think we were, you and I were made for the new world because uh, in some ways, uh, agile, adaptable, flexible, ingenuity, you know, not getting too bogged down on detail. We're perfect for that, aren't we really? That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, is that what Boris Johnson is saying, claiming Ooh, uh, for? Great segue. Great segue. You should be in radio, Joe. Um, <laughs> Boris Johnson. I mean, for those of you who followed the Brexit debacle over the last three years on our podcast, and sadly it is that long, Boris has pulled off an absolute coup. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's got a little bit of the Churchill about him. I mean, in the same way, no one believed Churchill would come back from the disaster of the Dardanelles and basically being sacked multiple times. Um, actually, Boris, having been stabbed in the back two years ago by Michael Gove, whatever it was, has actually pulled off an act of statesmanship that have got the European Union to open the agreement. Um, they've agreed a new deal. And basically, there's backslapping. Everyone's ready to move forward. But of course... Politics is politics, as you know, on your side of the pond, too. And uh, having campaigned vigorously to avoid a no deal, we've now got a deal. But the people who were campaigning vigorously to avoid a no deal now don't like the deal that we've actually got. So slowly but surely, I think we'll get there. But certainly the markets and everyone else have gone. The, the risk of a no deal has diminished greatly. So the only thing that's really diminished, I think, is that politicians in the eyes of people. But Boris has positioned himself as the champion of the people. And uh, I think their biggest fear at the moment, the opposition, is Boris has united the Leave vote, the Brexit vote, will all vote for him. But the Remain vote is completely divided down the middle between the Liberals and the Labour Party. And in a first-past-the-post-election system... Um, they're terrified of a general election right now because Boris will win handsomely. And obviously, as a fan of that side of the equation, I'm delighted with that outcome. So I communicate my bias and uh, I'm thrilled that we've actually <laughs> seen some decent leadership at long last and someone who actually believes something. So there we go. I'm sure that means at least half of our 25 million listeners will deliberately turn off now and attack me in social media, but I'm happy to play. <laughs> pioneer. Is he a, uh, is he a pioneer? I th- yeah, I think Boris is a pioneer connector. He has the same discipline issues that I do and many others. So if you, you know, if you, Boris, Boris would be an example when it comes to superpowers today and kryptonite as well. What will be the things that undermine you? Uh, Boris would be exhibit A, shall we say, of introvert sensing gone wrong in the sense that staying fit and healthy is always one issue and nobody really knows how many children he actually has or how many mistresses and various things he's paid for. So all the things that basically the pioneer connector struggle with, Boris really embodies all of them in a way that I think Churchill did as well. So there we go. Well, let's jump into it, friends. For all of you listening, we're jumping into, we're really focusing on superpowers. With Last week, we talked about the connector and the ideas of everyone has a superpower. And if you think about the Avengers, you think about the idea of Iron Man working with Thor, working with Captain America, working with, you know, uh, a bevy of different um uh, characters, uh, male and female, and the idea that we all have superpowers. And the the superpower, if you really understand that, if you can understand your personality and wiring, you can really understand what that is, then you can begin to practice it and get better mm. at it. Most people ignore it. Most people haven't thought about it. Most people accidentally mm. use it or under stress, they use their weapon mm. in doing damage rather than their superpower in doing good. 
So this week, we're going to talk about the Pioneer. We're going to jump right in the Pioneer. Last week, it was me as the connectors. Mm-hmm. This time, we're talking about uh, Steve as the Pioneer and all of the rest of you Pioneers out there. So <laughs> well, I'm excited well, Why don't you tell us first, Jeremy, what you think the superpower of the Pioneer voice is? Because I'll add some color commentary, but I've been looking forward to this bit ever since I had to do what I love most about the superpower of connectors. <laughs> That's right. No, I, I was, the, the superpower of a Pioneer... Uh, I would put it this way: they they can literally get get things done, mm. and so they have just this ability to to lock in and focus. I, I almost picture the superpower being like uh, if you think about a jet fighter when they lock on a target and then it goes and it just beeps and stays locked in. Mm. So they have an ability just to stay locked in and move mountains uh, where most people would have given up most people um, wouldn't know where to focus so the idea of focus and then winning is a superpower to me and so i love healthy pioneers when they go we're gonna get this done we're gonna lock in we're gonna no matter the no matter the cost we're gonna make it happen and i think that can be uh, a superpower i think that could be really really beneficial of just the allocation of people and resources and knowing how to line that that up. I also think there's a superpower in that they uh, it can be viewed as a negative, but the because of that hyper-focus for winning and growth, then um, the just the amount of accomplishment that they can do, uh, they can accomplish far more than any other uh, voice, in my opinion. That's great. I, I mean, obviously, I think I agree. I think what you said though was something incredibly helpful, which we, I think is more important with the pioneer than it is just with any other of the voices. There is a difference between the healthy mature pioneer and the immature pioneer. So the reality in the same way that an immature pioneer is an absolute nightmare. Um, Because if you think that drive, that ambition, that desire to win, that desire almost to define themselves through task, and basically dismiss anyone who's not as focused, as ruthless, you know, and as committed to win as they are, can have hugely negative implications on their families, on their teams. I mean, I always tell the joke whenever I teach voices and go, you know, in every every consulting engagement I think I've ever done, the CEO at some point has said, Steve, I've got a problem. Um, and I go, well, I know what you're going to say, but tell me anyway. And they go, I've got this guy called Rich. And Rich is between 28 and 32 years old. It's usually male, so forgive the stereotype, but in this case, I think you'll be grateful. And basically, Rich's team always wins. Rich is one of our top performers. They deliver every single time. But I've got a real problem because he wants to be promoted, and I just can't can't work out how we can do that because... Actually, in the end, he's causes huge division because everyone thinks he's competing. And I sit them down and go, here's the reason what your breakthrough, Mr. Immature Pioneer, is. Write these four words down because they're going to change your life forever. No one likes you. <laughs> no one likes you. You're still trying to prove your competency when everybody already knows you're competent. What they want to know is, will your character match your competency? And are you prepared to win through the liberation and empowerment of others who are your peers so that actually you will take as much delight in their success as you will in your own. And the moment you make that breakthrough, all of a sudden everyone wants to follow you. So I think that differentiation between the 
mature pioneer, which is what we're going to focus on, but the immature pioneer is often appears arrogant, often appears very ambitious, very me-focused, and sometimes has very sharp elbows in the sense that they use their elbows to let, lever themselves up on other people to make sure they get their airtime. And uh, obviously, you've never seen that before, have you, Jeremy? <laughs> yeah, no comment. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm joking. So that was a little bit of kryptonite, though. Yes. So where 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 did you tell where are you saying the superpower is? So I mean, you did a good job in the superpower. I think that the mature pioneer, the superpower is they because of their voice power, can create the environment where all the other voices are safe to bring their best. So if you think the duty of care is. You know, if you're a connector, you have a duty of care towards the guardians, creatives, and nurturers. If you're a pioneer, you actually have the duty of care in the team, in the organization, in the families, and the places you lead. You will define the culture. Now, there are sometimes room where you can have more than one pioneer in a team, but that usually requires maturity on both parts because pioneers inherently believe that they're better at leading than the people who are leading them. But a mature pioneer who really grasps and truly believes that a connector, a guardian, a creative and a nurturer bring a superpower that is greater than their flex when they try and be those things, that for me is where you end up with the possibility for almost like a synergy at a level that's not possible any other way. So that superpower, a mature pioneer, is actually trusted and acts as a liberator and leads through the empowerment of others and brings their voice and their skills almost in that coordination of people, systems, resources, and the ability, like you said, to keep people focused on winning. I think people take a huge amount of confidence from being around a pioneer who's healthy, who says, we will win. Because everyone goes like, okay, well, we probably will win. Um, and what that does is it causes everyone to go, okay, well, if, if Steve or whoever is committed to winning and we've agreed this is our revenue target or this is what we're going to do, actually, I know that they're probably going to take a disproportionate responsibility and I can be part of the team, but I feel that they honor and value and understand what I bring. Now, I love it. I think if you're listening to this, uh, I want you to understand a key component here. Only 7% of the population are pioneers. Very, very small percentage. Mm -hmm. However, I think most of you who are listening, if you're, especially if you're a male, mm -hmm. about 50% of leaders think they're a pioneer. Mm -hmm. Meaning there is this there's this perception I did when we were writing the book uh, in the five voices. I thought, oh, I'm a pioneer for sure. And then because that's who you're supposed to be. Yeah. If you're a leader, you're you're supposed to win. You're supposed to, to, to make it happen. You're supposed to do all these things. So part of the, the superpower problem, it'd be as if like Captain America was always trying to be Iron Man mm. and or pick a different subject or Thor or whatever. No, there's only one Thor. Mm. Um, there, there's, so let Thor be Thor and let Captain America be Captain America so the idea of you not being something that you're not but really focusing on who you really are mm. so for many of you learning the five voices are really important because you may be trying to operate in a superpower that's not really your superpower yes. 
you got to actually get aligned to the superpower that you were designed for. And once you've done that, I know in my case, once I fully grasped that I'm a connector, creative pioneer, mm, third, mm. it enabled me to really, really step into my strengths and stop trying to be something I wasn't. Mm. So in the same way as a, as a pioneer, to really step into your superpower and to use it for good, mm. not for evil or not that they would for evil but you know using it in any other way so when you really step into it so i just wanted to tell everyone that listening especially men seven percent of the population are pioneers but you may think that you are but i really really want to challenge you that you may not be but you may have been playing one on tv i think as well that particularly america pioneer is such an evocative term it's actually in the ought and should of culture. So there is an entrepreneurial pioneering spirit, which is part of what it means to be American, that basically riven in your mother's milk is a desire to take your flag, to go, hopefully not before the, the, you know, the whistle went and go too soon, which is part of your issue in history. And the idea is stake your claim, put your flag in land which is yours, which no one else has been to. So that entrepreneurial pioneering spirit is in the vocabulary of your culture more than necessarily actually saying, well, what do we mean by a pioneer when we define the vocabulary and language? The other thing I'd say, Jez, as well, is in this instance, all connectors were connector creative. So therefore, though the third voice changed between the connector creative pioneer and the connector creative nurturer, pioneers, there is a distinction between the second voice, which if you you know, you really have a different superpower between the pioneer connector, the pioneer creative and the pioneer guardian. And I think understanding even that distinction for those of you who want extra credit. So I'm a pioneer connector, which actually means there are certain superpowers that I have that combine those two things. Rich, our integrator CEO is a pioneer guardian. And when it, COO. COO, when it comes to, when it comes to running organization, and being a metronomic, consistent, disciplined leader. I say that because Connector is my second, I am not a very good organizational leader. I'm not consistent enough over time. I'm almost like the Connector, better off in some ways at the intersection between the organization and the client. So how do we win? And occasionally there is discipline of going, okay, as Guardian Detail, how do we create content? but it's always to do with the big objective and the big win. So the pioneer creative, or the INTJ if you speak that language, again, often has internal competitive tendencies. They are probably the most overrepresented in CEO roles of large corporate environments. So just being aware, for those of you who really love voices, it's not I am one foundational voice. In the pioneer particularly, and we'll come to other ones, there is a distinct difference because most of our superpower is a combination of the best of our foundational voice with that second voice playing almost color commentary at worst and at times often shaping how that voice is engaged with. All right, so summarize because I for everyone listening, mm. so Pioneer Connector's superpower, just in a sentence or two. I would say the Pioneer Connector would be more entrepreneurial, very, very strategic in the way it builds relational networks. It's not with everybody, but they're the key people and they're actually good at selling things when they feel passionate about what it is they're doing. 
That would be very, very ingenious and consultant-type problem solvers. And a Pioneer Guardian. Pioneer Guardian are metronomic, consistent, almost military strategic planners who function with this incredible work ethic and ability to bring order, system, discipline, structure, and give the most incredibly clear military commands almost to members of the team with the least amount of words and the least amount of kind of emotion so that everyone in the middle of the battle knows exactly what they're called to do. The field marshal would be the best analogy for the Pioneer Guardian. And then lastly, the Pioneer uh, Creative. Pioneer Creative is often the cleverest of all of the Pioneers. They come out top of the IQ scores. They have this uh, incredible strategic ability to see the future and to map a strategic roadmap towards that future in a way often that other people can't see how you would do it or see that. So very, very cerebral, very, very clever, incredibly strategic in the way they engage with the world. And just that ability to be on the frontier of ideas, on the frontier of technology, and pushing boundaries of new, often even beyond what the Pioneer Guardian or the Pioneer Connector would actually be engaged with. So they're often the, on the frontiers of intellectual thinking and enjoy that incredible, they're the best poker players, by the way. You know, never pay, never pay a Pioneer Creative at poker for money because they're, they don't give anything away, which is why I think they often end up overrepresented in corporate CEO, because they, they don't basically brag about their achievements all the way to the top and in many ways cause people to reject them. They give very little away which means in some ways they're very, very astute political operators, even in large complex organizations. Fascinating. So Steve, real quick to those listening who may be female, yeah. tell the, the percentage yeah. of the population that are pioneers. So female, there's not a gender difference, Yeah, there right? is, there is. So, so if you think about the 7% of the population that are pioneer by first voice, that's the difference. 70% of that 7% will be male. So 4.9% of pioneers are male, 2.1% of pioneers are female. Now, it's a great time to be a female pioneer, by the way, because as we move into the gender, you know, the recognition of the need for diversity in leadership and on boards, if you're a female pioneer at the moment, the whole world is your oyster because they're looking for competent people who do the things pioneers do, who love leading our organizations in different ways. But I think that the reality is a lot of them have, have often grown up with the ought and should of, should you really be so cold, hard, ruthless and ambitious? It's kind of, if you think, they, they, there's an Orton should, which is, uh, I really ought to be more like what the girls and the women tell me I ought to be, which is usually more nurturing, caring, empathetic, not as ambitious. So I think that for most female pioneers, the most important thing is that they have role models and sponsors in early life. Because in the end, it's not saying, it's giving them permission to go, it's okay to be you. You were made this way. And in reality, the same thing will happen is whereas for some people, staying home and looking after family is almost a joy. For every female pioneer I know, 
in many ways, the sooner they can go back to work, at least part-time, the happier they are. Or if they are going to look after children and family, they usually go, okay, if I'm going to master this, how do I become a world expert at it? So if I'm going to breed children, I'm going to build breed super children. Because they're always trying to challenge themselves, which is, what is my vision that I can give myself for? And how do I know if I won? Yeah, so the female pioneer, it's so difficult simply because um, you've got uh, the male-dominated historic mm. pioneer uh, symbol. And so to crack into that, if you're a female pioneer, then sometimes you can get labeled in certain ways that aren't the most mm. effective or helpful. And then on the other side, you can get judged from women mm. because they're not staying home. They're not taking care of the kids like they, you know, so that whole issue is an issue. And so what we're encouraging all female pioneers to go, your job is to be as healthy as you possibly can. Mm. Your job is to step into your superpower mm. and start finding people who value and work with you. Mm. Um, I'll never forget. I had a, um, I had a really, really strong female pioneer that I worked with and I was so impressed. Uh, she was amazing. I gave her full access and, and opportunity to lead. Um, and so I, I had nothing but the highest respect. But the problem was that she had been jaded from past leaders. Mm. And so she didn't trust me as a male and didn't trust that my kindness in the open door was being, mm. and th so it took us a while to get on the same page. And she, I think she finally realized I'm fighting for your highest possible good. I want you to be you, but you don't have to fight against every person. Mm. And so, um, I think that there is a natural, um, there's a, there's, there is an amazing opportunity, like you said, for female pioneers. Mm. And like Steve had said, the world is your oyster. It really truly is. Mm. Uh, if you, if you step in with, secure confident humility it's just realizing we we recognize how hard it is mm -hmm. and uh and if you want to by the way all those who are listening to find out your second voice is so important that's why we've created giant tv so if you want to go and look more um, it's giant.tv slash 100x that gives you a period where you can check it out if you haven't checked it out yet but this is unbelievably helpful you go to the the assessment um, area you click on that you take the test you sign up, obviously, you take the test, and then it will tell you your voice, then you go watch the voice pattern. And if you watch it, and you go, ah, oh, that's not exactly me, then go to the other Pioneer um, uh, Guardian or Pioneer Creative or whatever else it is, or whatever your other voices are, and you'll find out exactly, you can hone in specifically mm -hmm. to who you are. So, I think the final thought for me would be this is, obviously, um, Pioneers, if you are leading a team or a family <laughs> where you have a pioneer who's either in your team or in your family, learning how to really release their superpower and affirm it is really quite difficult because most pioneers are awkward characters who inherently believe they probably could do the job better than you're doing it right now, whether that's if they're your kids who think they'd be better parents than you or team members. And I think the thing that I'd say is, one of the things you can do for them is to, in many ways, encourage their superpower. And I often say one of the things you could do if you happen to be another first voice is, why don't you invite your pioneer once a month for half an hour to have a coffee with you and invite them to be a consultant to your world and go, if you were going to be a consultant to me as a CEO or whatever, or whatever team leader, 
as you look across the battlefield that we're trying to, whether we're running a school, whether we're running a, you know, a church, a business, whatever it is, if you were me, what two or three things would you encourage me to be focusing on? What are the things that you're seeing that we could be doing more efficiently, more effectively? Because every pioneer loves to have their competency affirmed and they love to be seen as a strategic partner consultant rather than a competitor. So if you have one, it doesn't matter how young they are, by the way, you know, they might only be 21 years old, but I promise you that if you give them that warning and that opportunity, they will see it as the greatest gift you could have given them. Some voices would think of it as, oh my goodness, now you put me on the spot and you, you give me more work to do on top of my work. To a pioneer, giving them the opportunity to speak into the strategic direction and to be a consultant is almost, that's what they love doing most. So that's a way in which if you're leading them, you can help them bring their superpower into the deployment within the world you're in. As always, we're encouraging you just to um, think about liberation as a lifestyle. Our job is, as liberators, it's almost freedom fighters. We're fighting for the highest possible good of those that we lead. And when we do that well, we become someone that people want to follow, not have to follow. That's the whole premise of the 100X book, the five voices, all of the books that we've written have been designed for that. But we've tried to create it in um, simple, scalable ways that people can use to build um, growth and health inside organizations. So it starts with knowing yourself to lead yourself. So to find that, again, go to giant.tv slash 100X that gives you a, um, a way to take a look. Um, and as you keep going this until we see you next, then um, again, fight for the highest possible good in those that you lead. That's, that's the goal of everyone listening. So thanks so much for listening, for being good friends and fans, and we will see you next time on the Liberated Liberate Podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at giantworldwide.com.